Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Elton and just stop the concert to get you a punch or let Elton have the ball and just let him play around, just let him enjoy it. It was the home team dressing room, but it looked like a florist shop. Hello, welcome to the Say It and Spray It podcast. With me, as always, is Mark Silver, the man with the cans. How are you doing? All right? Really good, Justin. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Yes. Our guests today perhaps aren't going to be the best known guests outside of their club. But for me, it was a a delight because they actually play or played for my club. We're talking about Tommy Mooney and Nigel Gibbs, who both served Watford for considerable lengths of time. They've got a special mural on a subway in Watford. I'm really excited about this. I guess you are as well. Yeah, really excited. Um, Obviously, we got to meet them through creating the, the murals. Nigel particularly has just stayed in touch quite a lot. We, we, uh, we exchanged messages and he, he was, uh, as we speak about on the podcast, he was influential in the John Barnes mural that we created. And uh, because he's working down at Spurs at the academy, he's, he's familiar with all the Spurs pieces we've done. But um, I would say a big advocate for for murals and the work that we do. And then obviously, Tommy, we, we met him down at the uh, underpass when Sky Sports came down and and he signed the wall. We got on really well. He's such a lovely guy, as, as as you obviously know, and then you can tell from the podcast. Just a genuinely lovely guy. Yeah, we bumped into him at the Elton John concert, and uh, we've had a few exchanges. And yeah, I've got to say, Nigel Gibbs is just genuinely a hero of mine. When I first started going to Watford in '85, he was um, a regular. Uh, starter for Watford uh, he had two testimonials at Watford he was there that long um, yeah that's a, incredible yeah a, a one club player and genuinely uh, I'm not saying this to, uh, just to, to to be nice about him he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet he genuinely uh, seems interested when he talks to you He, if you ever need anything just give Nigel a call that's all I'm going to say absolutely fantastic he was a manager as well right you know obviously after football I know he's in coaching and stuff now but was, wasn't he was he a manager at Reading or was he assistant manager? I think he's only ever been an assistant. I have actually spoken to him in the past and I don't think management really suits him. I think he said in the past he just likes coaching, he likes working with players and that sort of stuff. Tommy's uh, post-football career has taken more of a punditry kind of uh, role. He does um, some of the co-commentary on Hive Live, which is Watford's streaming service. So well, I think he said, didn't he say he went to every game home and away last season? He did, so he's, yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's doing a lot, he's which doing... is good. Great for him. Right, well, let's hear from Tommy and Nigel. 
Joining us today from Watford Football Club, Nigel Gibbs and Tommy Mooney. Hello, Nigel. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Tommy? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Justin. Nigel, you started at Watford in 1983, is that correct? Yes, joined, uh, well, I made my debut in 1983, but I actually joined as an apprentice in 1982, quite a few years ago now. But yeah, great times, great memories of my apprenticeship and uh, obviously my debut as well. And the all-time record, is it starting appearances for Watford you hold? I believe it is, yes. Uh, record number of starts. Um, wasn't sub much, particularly in the early years when it was only one sub and then it became three and I still wasn't, I wasn't playing, wasn't a sub because I wasn't going to come on and change the game. So I I did have many sub appearances, but um, yeah, the, the hold the record for the number of starts for Watford. So I'm very proud of that. And Tommy, you came a little bit later on, didn't you, in the mid nineties? Yeah, I came on loan first. I think March ninety four. Nigel and I overlapped for seven or eight years. I think I had eight seasons. The, the first one being on loan till the end of the season. So yeah, still still a long spell, but nothing like Sir Nigel. No, no, Sir Nigel. I'm not sure if this knighthood is official, is it, Nigel? It's one of these knighthoods. Uh, it certainly isn't. If you wanted him to pass you a cup of tea, you had to say Sir Nigel. <laughs> it's not true. Actually, um, a friend of all of ours, Richard Walker, actually was the one who, who, who named me SNG, but I'm not certain. They should arrange for an official knighthood then, shouldn't they? On the middle of the pitch. That should be arranged. <laughs> Pick up the well, phone to Richard. We'll sort that out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we That's can. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, let's talk very quickly about highlights of your career. Uh, what would you say the highlight of your career at Watford was, Nigel? I think you always remember your debut, which was in, in Europe, the first time the club have got there and obviously not, not got there since. So against Sparta Prague, you know, over the seasons, uh, I was named club captain as well, which is very, very proud. Um, obviously being a supporter and then playing for the club for many years, and then to become the club captain, obviously a very proud moment. But I mean, there's been so many, so many games and, and so many times but I think the two promotions back to back you know they stand out incredible group of players different backgrounds band of brothers really it's been mentioned before um absolutely superb people in the dressing room uh, we trust them with your life and um, you could see that on the pitch but those back-to-back promotions were, were very very special and what about you Tom yeah I don't disagree with Gibbo I think you always look back there's individual games and individual moments but you look back certainly after now we're retired you look back on on what you've achieved and what you've won and those back-to-back promotions were exceptional because they were were certainly the second one was unexpected the first one we were under a bit of pressure we you know we we, we'd had a year in the division and not really um fulfilled the requirements um that people put on us in the second year we certainly did and and that that was my only champions medal as well so i won other playoffs but that Champions medal winning on the final day at, at Fulham is a, is a really special one. Then games leading up to, to the second promotion. But like most young lads, you, you dream of being a footballer. But then also when that becomes a reality, you want to play and, and more importantly, win at Wembley. So, yeah, there's individual games and individual goals, but you, you're going to have to go a long way to beat Wembley 99. Yeah, I mean, for the, for the benefit of this podcast, full disclosure, I'm a Watford fan and those two seasons will remain possibly my favourite two seasons ever. Just from 97 to 99 was just an absolutely amazing time to be a Watford fan. You, you two guys were part of that. So this is very special for me to, to, to be able to talk to you. And of course, immortalised now on a subway in Watford. Um, Mark, tell us a little bit about the mural that these two gentlemen are on. We were approached, we do quite a lot of work with councils especially in uh, Hertfordshire, 
uh, North Hearts as well. And we've been doing a lot of underpasses where a lot of underpasses are kind of dreary and drabby and they're just kind of not well looked after. Smell of piss as well, a lot of them. So what they wanted to do was... They they wanted uh, they wanted them to tidy them up really, and rather than just paint them and wait for them to get ruined again, they thought if we do a bit of artwork in some of these, it will it will hopefully lighten up pre- people's days. And uh, we've done a couple of them, and then we got approached by one asking us to do an underpass in Vicarage Road, and I'm like, well, that's Watford, of course. By that point, we'd already met some people at Watford Football Club. We'd already started talking about the Graham Taylor mural, or maybe we'd already done the Graham Taylor mural. I can't remember. So I suggested that the council we kind of reach out to the football club and seeing if we can work together because that underpass is obviously so so used for the fans coming off the train walking towards the stadium um, and it makes perfect sense to use it and, and pay tribute to the football club and legends of the football club and that's exactly what we've done. So other legends that are on this mural are Duncan Wellborn, Cliff Holton, Luther Blissett, Tony Coton, oh and Troy Deeney of course. When you sort of planned the mural on the subway did you know where everything was going to go straight away or was there an element of kind of moving it a little bit about or did you kind of know exactly where everything was going before you started painting you missed out Harry the Hornet oh and Harry the Hornet how could I miss Harry the Hornet and Elton John and Graham Taylor as well you know Elton John and Graham Taylor just some other names no 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 I mean I I literally had images of the walls that we were doing I mean it was horrible grubby walls before it was all painted yellow I was suggested by fans and by people at the club potentially who should go on there and we were playing around with different imagery and designs so it was a lot of work it was a lot of backwards and forwards and we kind of looked at one wall and said this would be perfect to almost create the comic strip version of the Troy Deeney incredible semi-final playoff goal which is I've told you this before I'm not a Watford fan but I've got four football moments in my life that I would say they're the ones that make me love football Mm. and that's one of them for sure it's you know puts the hair on the back of your back of your neck up and um so we we created that goal in the comic strip we had other ones and we played around with them and there was just there was one space which i think is next to duncan wellborn and as you're coming up the underpass and i remember just looking at it just thinking there's something else that needs to be in there and that's when we were like right okay nigel gibbs needs to be in there but i didn't want to do it the same as the others let's do it a bit different and that's when we came up with the the sticker book concept and put him on a panini sticker so tommy's wearing the 97 98 old division 2 kit long sleeved edition uh, and nigel's wearing the solvite 1985-86 as you say very much in a football sticker style i, I assume you guys uh, well i know you've both seen it because tommy you've signed your one but what you, what were your first impressions when you saw your mural on the subway we'll start with nigel well, I'll just thank the people who put me forward, really. I wasn't expecting it, but uh, to go and see it was incredible. The artwork and the detail. I've actually got that Panini sticker, would you believe? <laughs> obviously, I used to collect them back in the day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a privilege and an honour to be, to be there. And it's ironic, really, because... As a Watford fan from 1977 till I became an apprentice, that was my route to the ground. I used to come off the Abbey Flyer from St Albans to Watford and then walk into the ground that way. And then obviously all those years later, there there I am on on the wall. Very, very honoured and privileged. And uh, I mean, the detail is incredible. The, the guys are geniuses. They really, really are. And uh, um, obviously the family have been down and uh, occasionally have a walk that way to get my hair cut now just to make sure it's still there. <laughs> do, you, do you get it cut in the same style? As the panini sticker. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish, yes. Uh, it'd be a slightly different colour, and I'm not sure I've still got that uh, um, 
depth of hair, if that's the right word. Volume. So when did you first know about it, Nigel? Because obviously, you, you know, you're saying how you felt about it, but did someone tell you about it or did someone get in touch with you from the club? Yeah, again, Richard Walker was the one who told me and, and uh, I think you, you guys are all, almost finished by then, uh, or had finished. So I, I, I didn't know what was going on, to be honest. I was busy working and wasn't aware of it. And then I got, oh, just, you better come down and have a look. We're just... Um, we're just doing something uh, in the subway and okay and then then he told me and then uh, obviously he came down and visited and it was it was incredible tommy uh, what is what was your first impression of your mural when you saw it first and foremost incredibly proud as as gibbo said you know to be with all of those other players and gibbo's ones right i've got to say that panini sticker mark that's a fabulous idea i absolutely loved it i couldn't take my eyes off it even though it was next to mine it, really really proud but i hadn't seen it I, I knew I'd been told about it and I went to it prior to a game, I think, Mark. We yes. all met one evening. It was the Norwich so game I, that we lost 3 0, if I remember rightly. Yeah. The night only got worse because at the beginning it was brilliant. And, and that bit that you see there with me signing it, it, there's not too many times in my career I was as nervous as that because I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> and it's not. It's not often you have to do an autograph as big as that on that that wall. I was really nervous because I just, you know, I, I I actually Mark Mark will probably admit it. I, I bored Mark and the other Marks and all of the other guys to death wanting to know exactly how they did it to get that detail. Delighted to be involved in it, obviously, but very proud. You know, I used to love scoring goals and to to encapsulate that celebration. I think it was the Bristol Rovers at at home when we got a late late goal brings back wonderful memories we we never get bored uh tommy uh, telling people about this you know how it's been made we, we love how people are so fascinated by it about the process and stuff like that so it's it's really interesting obviously that image there is is such a great image because it shows your passion and stuff like that and also i'll tell you you're not the first person to be worried about ruining it i mean you were signing it with a pen um nothing's going to go wrong you've done that a hundred times but if anything was to go wrong we could always go over it we've actually done it before where we've given spray cans to people and that's where it becomes dangerous <laughs> we've, um, we've recently done we've done a project we've done a, the harry Kane mule over spurs we were privileged because we had uh jermaine defoe hugo loris and and son human son came down uh just for the cameras we kind of gave them a spray can and they were going to pretend that they were the ones doing it and uh you're what you're watching them and you're kind of a bit nervous because they're going near the bits that are going to be a bit more detailed and we did do that in paris so we was in paris for the champions league final doing stuff for fedex which was Real Madrid, Liverpool. So it was this time last year, really. Steve McManaman came down because I think he was a pundit BT Sport at the time and he, he came down and uh, we gave him a can. He was like really nervous about it and we said, don't worry about it, just go for it. You can't go that wrong. And we gave him a white can so he thought he can't go, can't go too wrong. And he, in, in the end, you saw that he lost that nerves and he just went absolutely crazy and he was dancing around, going all over the face and everything. And in the end, we had to pull him back and say, no, please stop. Um, that was horrific. But um, no, it's Tommy, honestly, you, you've done all right there. Your signature looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, you guys have seen the other murals that, uh, that Mark and murals have done around Watford. Is there any other ones that stick out for you as being really special? Um, I, I came down to see Mark, actually, when they were doing the Elton one on the side of his stand and uh, just to see the guys work and, and do it and, and the, I say, the length of time, the detail that goes into it is incredible. I think the, the one on the town hall as well with Sir Elton, they're, they're amazing. They really are. And um, spoke about how Harry Kane there after um, 
unfortunately we lost the last home game against Brentford. I, I walked especially to see Harry's one, and uh, again, that's incredible on the side of that house mark, isn't it? You know, it's it's superb. It really, really is incredible one. What about you, Tom? Is there any other murals around Watford that sort of stick out for you? Well, I have to say, I mean, Tony Colton is one of my best mates, and I love I loved his porn star tash. I loved it. <laughs> Stayed on there that Mark and the boys kept kept that on there. Yeah. Um, but the problem with I, Tony Cohen's one is that it, it doesn't look like Tony Cohen, but it could look like anyone from that era, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's <laughs> you're describing TC there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> TC is he'd be, he'd be exactly the same now if he could. He just can't grow it as thick as it was at that tash. What I didn't realise at the time, just how talented the group of boys are that, that do it and the legends that you've done, Mark, and what you've done since, I know, even bigger. So, Nigel and I just kicked the ball around for, for a long yeah. period of time, but Mark and the boys are so, so talented. I'm sure we'd happily swap with you for, for talents, for sure. You guys were extremely talented with the football and we could only dream about it. No, the good thing is, is like, realistically, this is sort of spreading everywhere in football. Street art and football is going hand in hand. People love honouring their legends and their players with these murals because obviously... You know, it was always statues and statues are are very expensive, costly and and take a long time. So, you know, when we can turn these things around in a few days and there's lots of boring concrete or brick walls around, it makes perfect sense. And I've said this a lot now, out of all the clubs that we work with, Watford's pretty much given us a key to the gates. If we've ever got a week where nothing's going on, we'll liaise with people at Watford and we can go down there. There's so many walls. And we've even been back there in the last couple of weeks where we've done a, a mural for Helen Ward when she announced her retirement for for club and country uh, we done another Graham Taylor because you can never have enough Graham Taylors although saying that we hadn't done Graham Taylor inside the stadium obviously he's outside so we painted Graham Taylor inside the Graham Taylor stand right and then obviously you've got Luther around there we've got the big Elton John on the side of the Elton John stand there's there's loads isn't there and I think there'd be loads more to be honest with you yeah I mean is there anybody else you think should be on a mural f- uh, from Watford let's let's start with Tommy this time is there anybody that you can think ah oh, there's someone who should be on a mural well what would make my life a lot easier because I play golf with him a lot Paul Robinson because he's absolutely gutted he's not got one I've got, I've got to be honest Gibble you know what he's like he'll, he'll not do yeah. not green enough, Oh no, so it, there's no phone life. call that he doesn't mention it, is it? There's no phone call where he doesn't mention it. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's br- I love Robbo to death. That's a good call, actually. Paul Robinson's an excellent call. <laughs> but I like the uh, fact he, that he's moaning at you. Oh, he's, he, he moans about everything. He moans if you don't give him a putt on the golf course. He, he, Robbo's just like that. Um, but he, he he's only happy for... when he's moaning, Tom, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, he is. He's incredibly <laughs> happy when he's moaning. And then when he realises that, that, that he's wrong, he goes quiet for a couple of minutes and then he starts on something else. You know, he, he'd love to be, be able to two-foot his own mural. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere. He'd, he'd have it on his social media because he loves that too. Yeah, the, the fully committed challenge of Paul Robinson. Yeah, he was. Uh, he didn't shirk a challenge, did he, Robbo? He was... He was... All or nothing, bless him. What about you, Nigel? Is anybody you can think of that should be going on the wall? Yeah, I think uh, Kenny Jackett would be a good shout. Mm. Um, over 400 appearances, um, record number of international appearances alongside Barnsley representing the club. Also a coach, a manager. You know, his father played for Watford. I think he would be be up there for me, definitely. We've spoken to people a lot, asking them about when they got asked if they wanted a mural. And uh, some people, like most people, have been quite surprised that they've had a mural done and quite humble about it, where there's been a couple of people that said that, you know, they were jealous 
seeing other ones going up and and kind of wanting it a bit like Paul Robinson. So it's quite interesting. Um, <laughs> and in fact, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be apparent anyway. So we should be all right to keep this in. But I was speaking to Robbie Fowler the other day and um, I had his number and it was we had Yan Mulby and John Barnes on the podcast who both said, you know, when we asked them who should be the next mural, both of them said, without a shadow of doubt, it's Robbie Fowler. So I, I messaged Robbie and just basically said to him, we've done these podcasts and people were saying that you need to have a mural and, and we want to do one, but we obviously want your your blessing on it. And his, his reaction was immediate. It was straight away. It was like, absolutely. Thank you so much. And it was almost like he's sitting by the phone for the last 10 years <laughs> waiting for someone like us to message him and say, do you want your mural done? And it was instant. And it was brilliant because um, he, well, he deserves one massively. And it's his time. But it's interesting that you said Kenny Jacket because John Barnes said that as well. He said Kenny Jacket that deserves one. He also mentioned uh, Tom Wally, I think he mentioned as well as someone that, that, that should be uh, on a mural. But yeah, great shouts there. Paul Robinson, though, that's fantastic. I would imagine it's quite, it's quite hard, particularly with Watford, because there is a lot of us that spent a lot of time at the club mm. and still yeah. have the club in our hearts. So it, I don't know about you, Gibble, but I think it, it's hard to pick people like that, you know, particularly from our time, because... We essentially all had at least five or six years together. You know, the the time after when the the teams were a success with the promotions after our time, you know, they were together shorter, but they achieved the same goals. Mm. Nigel's extremely rare because he, he, he went across different generations of teams and players. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When I think of my other clubs, it's probably easy to pick the ones that would, would deserve them. Mm. But at Watford, you, you don't have that, particularly... During our time, obviously, you'd expect me to say because it, it was, it's always been the family club since GT went there in the first place, but yeah. it was the family. Yeah. I think anyone from that 1999 team at Wembley deserves one myself. And I just, you know, there's not one player on that pitch that I, I didn't think that day encapsulate Watford perfectly. Um, everyone was just amazing that day. So for me, just have the 99 uh, team at Wembley emblazoned somewhere. That'd do me nicely. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Tommy, is like, obviously you played for other clubs, unlike Nigel. So is there other clubs that you're seeing the growth of this street art at that you've actually played for? Because I'm assuming you keep an eye on other clubs that you've played for as well. Not so much, sir. Certainly not to the level that you've done it at, at Watford, Mark. Birmingham being a, a big city, you've got the Villa side and Birmingham side of it. I don't really go into the city centre. I live outside of it now in the countryside a little bit. But so, but when I do go into the city, you just think the amount of big players that they've had at, at Birmingham City, mm. it would probably suit the, the city of Birmingham as well, the graffiti art. When you look at the list of players that you've done now, I mean, I know, you know, Nigel and I have an affiliation and a fondness for Watford Football Club, but 
all of the big hitters that you're doing all around all around the world. It's not just Europe, is it? Now it's top top players. It's I suppose. It, well, I don't, I don't want to speak for Gibble, but it makes me think. You know, really proud to be to be involved with and the work that you do when you're doing the likes of of all of these big hitters that you're talking about. I agree, Tom. When when Mark and Justin mention those names, and there's me and Tom, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moby, Robbie Fowler, John Barnes, <laughs> Harry Kane. So, you know, hang on a minute. Fans of Watford Football Club adore you guys as much as Liverpool fans would do to Robbie Fowler. It's just, it's a different club. So, you know, you guys are legends in your own right. Tommy's right about the, um, certainly from my early years, there, there's, and even in, into Tommy's spell, the, the, the players stayed for a lot longer. And I think there'd be more sort of individuals who've made a lot of appearances and, and become cult heroes. And, you know, probably as, as Tommy pointed out that it, it may be more of a team thing when we got promoted, you know, it, you know, right, they didn't stay very long. They maybe had two seasons, one season, then they moved on. But certainly, uh, you know, in the early years and, and Tommy's years, it was, it was players staying there at least five, six years in a group together. And, and, and maybe that's why the, the fans can associate more with them. You know, they feel that, uh, you know, they are, they are part of the Watford family, so to speak. We done the one of John Barnes. We did say to John Barnes, it was actually Stephen Gerrard who suggested that John Barnes has to have a mural. So that's why we done it. But it was you, Nigel, that actually helped us to do that because you got in touch with John and, and sort of bigged us up really and told him, you know, that we're decent people. And uh, he took my phone call after that. Yes, um, I was actually up in up in Everton or Liverpool at the time. We were playing Everton under 21s and, and I took the call and then got hold of John and said, listen, these guys, they want to do something for you. That'd be really good. They're sound people. They know what they're doing. You'll be amazed. And obviously he said yes straight away. And obviously I've seen it since. It's absolutely brilliant. Barnsley at Watford, but Barnsley at Liverpool, Barnsley for England as well. You know, he's an absolute legend of, of the game. And I was just thinking out loud, talking about that. What, what about the, the England, the 66, you know, uh, uh, Wembley, somewhere around there going to the stadium. I don't know if anyone approached you about that, Mark, as well, just thinking aloud, you know, they, they deserve something in my, in my eyes, you know, certainly the, 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 a 66 winning winning team, you know, the World Cup it winning makes, team. It makes sense, doesn't it, to have something around Wembley. I mean, it's definitely something that should be on the agenda. I know we've dealt with the FA before and St George's Park, but it's got to be something public. And I think Wembley would be absolutely perfect for that. You've got a statue, haven't you, of obviously the legend Bobby Moore, but, you know, all them other exactly. players that were part of that and involved in it. And unfortunately, there's not many of them left anymore. So it's, it's uh, definitely something that should be done. Certainly. In, in seasons gone by, it's been the legends have always got a statue outside, you know, you think of Gary Neville's commentary on where do you want your statue, Mr. Company. Now mm -hmm. they, now it's moved on. The talent has, has moved on. It's now where do you want your mur mural, Mr. Company, you know, and for the for the next ones, Harland and, and, and all of the others. And I certainly wouldn't belittle the, the, the standard of workmanship on the statues, but to have the, the, the murals on there and, and the way that they look. And now with social media, it just brings brings everything together. And it's, you know, the game moves on. The game of football moves on and how we look at footballers moves on. And I think Mark and his boys have uh, hitting the nail on the head on a, on a consistent basis. You're talking about statues and there are there are some questionable ones out there. It's obviously, it's objective, but I've definitely... Um... I definitely love the Graham Taylor one. That's one of my favourite statues I've ever seen, the one outside the club shop. It's really, really well done. The positioning of it for me as well. I know, yeah. obviously, I've done the, the, the commentary for games for the last two or three seasons. And a lot of the games away from home, we we did from Vicarage Road for, on a screen. And, you know, I drive past it every other week. And as daft as it sounds, I still say hello, Gaffer. Oh, that's brilliant. 
to be honest, I've always said this as well. We've done so many now. And I think the Graham Taylor mural that we've done, it's up there. It's, it's one of my favourites. I've got a few favourites, but it's it's probably the one. And it's just so many different reasons. It was probably the, the one that we've done. There's been some just as close now, but obviously being so close to the stadium, it's a stone's throw. And the way that he's looking as well, he's looking straight out to the stadium. I just think it's such a great image. And having spent some time with Rita, Graham's wife, and hearing all these amazing stories about him. I'm just feel gutted that I never got to meet him because he sounds like the most incredible guy. I've never heard a bad word said about him from anyone that we've dealt with connected to Watford. And uh, yeah, I think I think emotionally, that's one of my favourite ones. The the quote that's gone up with it as well about, you know, leave, leaving his footsteps and, and leaving his standards, his beliefs, you know, that's, that's, that's really powerful to the people who worked under him, but also to the supporters as well. I think, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And, and like to, you know, I often drive past that way as well, just on, on the way home, you know, it's, it's yeah. always nice. It's all, and it, it keeps your, your feet grounded as well. It does. And brings back good memories without a doubt. I like the one in the subway because him with Nigel and I would call him, do you still call him chairman, Nigel? Chairman and boss. Yeah. <laughs> chairman and boss. I can't. <laughs> chairman and chairman and the boss, or chairman and the gaffer. There was the relationship that they had. We we were very fortunate during um, our time to have both of those as the boss and the big boss, if you like. <laughs> uh, but the, the relationship that, that that they had, and come so very fortunate to to be in conversation that that they've had. Win, lose, lose or draw. You know, in the dressing room afterwards. It was always very, very jovial. But you see, they were like brothers, the the, the pair of them, you know. But then the gaffer would always, he, he wouldn't let Elton in the dressing room until he finished speaking. Mm. You know, there was always that respect between the two of them. And, and, and I always, you know, believe that certainly professional relationships like that are built on trust and respect and, and the two of them. And I, I actually think that one that, that's on there now is... It is excellent because, as well, the black and white when everything else is yellow, I think it stands out. Yeah, the contrast. Yeah, so, so much more. Yeah, was um, Elton was chairman when you were playing as well? Then yeah, for I think the, probably the first first couple of years. Um, so he he was there, and then you know his his mom came to 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 the games, and his mom actually looked after my twin daughters when we went on the open top bus, the first one. It was just you know it there was no. Never ever behaved like a superstar, Nigel, did he? You know, he was no, he didn't, not at all. I mean, I, I had the privilege of um, obviously a longer spell with him as, as the, the chairman, and we actually went to his house uh, pre season. It was a garden party for everyone at the club, so it didn't matter what, what your position was, everyone was equal. You, you, you went to his garden party in Datchet in Windsor, and he knew everything about you, your family, if you had kids, whatever. Everyone was invited, everyone was equal. Uh, his knowledge of football was incredible. Always, even now, he, he'll know all the players, he'll know the best players around the world. I won't bore you, but he, he came to China on an end of season tour. He absolutely loved it because no one really knew him out there. There's a couple of people, a couple of tourists in the, um, in the hotel who knew him. But he, he was just like one of the lads. And just a quick story about Tim Sherwood. We He wanted to join in the five side, the chairman did. And we was all a bit worried. And and, and Billy Howells, who, who was in charge, because it was the year that Graham, uh, the boss, lost, left. And um, he wanted to join in, play five side. So Billy's pulled us all in and said, listen, whatever you do, let let, let, let Elton have the ball and just let him play around. Just let him enjoy it. And no one tackled him. Let everyone leave him alone. First time he gets the ball, Tim Sherwood has a 50-50 with him, puts him on his backside and he got up and absolutely loved it. And and from that, you know, I just, great memories of him just being around the lads, everyone's nicknames, just being, just 
being like a player, really. He absolutely loved it. And, and that was him to a T. You know, he just loved being around football people. And, and But Tommy, Tommy's right. The boss was the boss in the change room and it can only come in when he said. You guys at Elton John concerts at Vickers Road have both been pointed out by Elton John from the stage, haven't you, in the crowd? Nigel, it was your wedding anniversary, wasn't it? It was. Um, got invited in to, to see Sir Elton before uh, his concert and it was actually our wedding anniversary and when we got married his gift to us for for our wedding was the loan of his car and his driver for the day um, and that was just typical of the guy you know so and then uh, we talking and and uh, it was our wedding anniversary i didn't know what he was going to do but he he obviously dedicated a um, a song to us uh, at vicarage road so obviously very very special for me and heidi but yeah that's typical of, of, of sir elton yeah. what was the song nigel then we can decide <laughs> Electricity, you know, from um, Billy Elliot. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah, that's an honour, right? What an honour! Oh, well, I've got, I've got the video. I've got the well, video is it DVD? Though? I'm not sure. One of those. <laughs> Still got it. Still got it. And Tommy, you were pointed out. Was it for what you were wearing? If I remember rightly. Well, it is. It, it is my biggest claim to fame. Uh, <laughs> to say it is my biggest claim to fame. The chairman had invited. I think there was about ten ex-players to a concert um, and I'd just retired so I was living in Spain and I came over and there's about 10 of us stood in the corridor and we were waiting to go in and see the chairman pre the concert and and they were all everybody was saying you know I'm not going in first I'm not going in first so I said all right I'll go in first so I went in and I went to shake his hand and the chairman's a hugger so he just gave me a big hug and I said to him love what you've done with the place because it was the home team dressing room but it looked like a florist shop. It looked <laughs> unbelievable, like straight out of Vogue magazine. And I just said to him, love what you've done with the place, Chairman. Um, and we had, a, we had a bit of a giggle. And then the co- start, concert started and it was started to rain and everybody had ponchos and I didn't. Chairman, halfway through, halfway through the song, I, could, I still can't believe it. He, he stopped singing and said, can somebody get Tommy Mooney a poncho? Ruined <laughs> 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 his jacket. <laughs> That was it, yeah. Brilliant. Fabulous blue suit on, and I don't want to get it ruined. And then just carried on, carried on singing. It was like, have uh, I just really heard that? And then I got about six, six or seven texts within a minute from people that were in the stadium, going, "Can you just believe that, that Elton has just stopped the concert to get you a punch or you prima donna?" I was like, no, I never asked for. I never asked for it. It was just the chairman was worried about my jacket. We bumped into you, Tommy, didn't we, at the last concert, the yeah, farewell yeah, yeah. tour. We were kind of hoping that Elton was going to stop the concert there and talk about the mural we'd just done, but no such luck. Next next farewell tour, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite so, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember it raining that day. Uh, the, the, the one where Nigel was mentioned was one of the hottest days ever, if I remember rightly. It was so hot that day. Being on the pitch, it was. It was like over 100 degrees. It's just like, this is ridiculous. And then the other one, as you say, was absolutely tipping down with rain. But uh, great, great concerts. And, yeah, you know, we'd love to get him on to talk to him about his murals fingers crossed that happens eh Mark that could happen what do you think I'm confident I'm confident because obviously he's gonna like these guys said he loves his football the fact that Elton John appreciated I mean Elton John didn't need me or murals to raise his profile yet we'd done this big giant mural for him and he was so grateful he posted it on his social media he's asked for prints of them to be framed into his house so we know he loves them. And once he's officially retired, because obviously he's trying to catch up on certain dates on things, I should imagine he's going to be spending quite a bit of time watching Watford Football Club. And, you know, it just so happens that we're going to be in the background painting a mural the day that he's, he's there and uh, we'll have that conversation. So I'm confident that if we if we speak to him about the opportunity to talk about his passion for Watford Football Club and obviously the artwork that we've done to celebrate him, I think he'll be on. 
Excellent. Well, we can only hope, mate. We can. We heard it here first. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed. That's that's going to happen. I'd love to, obviously. Yeah, I'd obviously love that to happen. So uh, I went. Well, you, you never know. Hi, this is Ben Youngs, and you are listening to the Say It and Spray It podcast. So, Nigel, what is it you're uh, you're up to these days? You're involved with Tottenham, right? Yes, and uh, again, I had a short spell as interim first team coach with Ryan Mason. Did the last six games, uh, Tottenham's first team. So, uh, unfortunately, the results didn't quite go as we wanted, but really enjoyed. And I had the pleasure of watching Harry Kane for six, six, uh, six weeks in training and be amazed every day the quality of the man, the quality of the player. So, I, I really enjoyed the end of the season. Uh, looking to get back into first team, but if not, I will go back into Tottenham's academy, enjoy working with the younger players there. Excellent. And Tommy, what are you up to these days? Been really lucky for the last three seasons I think I've seen I've seen every ball kicked at home and away for Watford doing the commentary um, originally with the Hive Live show and and then last season I did the, the corporate which is is great speaking to supporters prior to games and then afterwards sometimes it's a little bit difficult to have conversations after the games last season as you know but yeah I, I, I'm hoping that 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 can continue um, I do some recruitment work with Eastley in the National League as well. All of the guys that I work with at Sunderland have, have gone into Eastley. Um, so I've got a, a foot in both camps there. It keeps me busy a couple of days, a couple of days a week. And as long as I can play golf a couple of times a week and, and then get to see the, all of the Watford games, then I'm, I'm more than happy. But it is certainly easier with a promotion at the end of the season rather than, <laughs> the, than the one we had last year. So let's wait and see. Hopefully things will be a little bit better for us this season and, and we'll get another open top bus. Wow, that'd be nice. That'd be great if we did. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as I say, as a Watford fan, it's not been the, the, the easy viewing for the last couple of seasons. So things going to get better, I reckon. Uh, and hopefully, we can start hitting some of the some of the highs that you guys experienced when you were with the with the club. I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to come on, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Lovely speaking to you both. But I'm really grateful for you coming on and uh, all the kind words you've said about the artwork and everything like that. It means a lot to us. And uh, hope to see you guys soon in person as well. Absolutely. Nigel Gibbs yeah. and Tommy Mooney, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on the Say It and Spray It podcast. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Mark. Good to see you, Moons. Well, I uh, really enjoyed that. They are uh, great to talk to, those guys. Um, in fact, when uh, we spoke to Tommy on my um, Watford podcast, he gave us three hours of his time. It was uh, one of those ones where we didn't want to let him go. We can tell from that chat we had with them that they are genuinely touched to have a mural of them in Watford. And it's a it's a great mural as well, that one in the subway. It's, it, there's so much going on in that mural. It's a lot, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we've done a lot of these big ones, but as I said on the podcast, that it's the, the underpasses where Vicarage Road, that underpass coming through to the stadium, that's the one where the fans talk about the most with us you know they talk about all of them which is great but that's the one that they because it's so like you said there's so much going on there's so many different elements to it there's different stories it gives a lot of content a lot of reason for people to be happy and on their journey uh through that underpass into the stadium so it's really good but yeah they were just completely humbled by it really and and sadly felt a bit undeserving for it obviously knowing some of the names of the people that we've celebrated and stuff but it's like i said it's in context isn't it for watford fans they are their superheroes they are the people that have been loyal to the club in this day and age now where there's not as much loyalty in football and and that's not i don't think down to the players i just think it's down to the way that the game's gone and and the, and the money that's involved in it it's so nice to see players that kind of gave so much to their club and the fact that they still give so much to the club now just yeah. shows really how much it meant to them uh, during their time 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so glad I managed to uh, to talk to them because, like I say, both heroes of mine, both involved in the uh, the double promotions from '97 uh, to '99. So absolutely fantastic, and only right that I love I love hearing I love hearing these stories where they're talking about being under Graham Taylor because yeah. obviously Graham Taylor. I'm hearing all these amazing stories and stuff like that. So it was really good to hear that. And then obviously to have been working under the chairman of Sir Elton John. Yeah. That's, that's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. But but everyone keeps saying it's it was actually quite normal, wasn't it? Yeah. It was actually, he was a chairman mm. and he left Graham Taylor to get on with it. So yeah. credit to Elton John. Yeah. Although if you look at some of the footage from the early days, he was on the bench sometimes with uh, yeah. with Graham. I mean, you know, who else would have the chairman on the bench? You want if I join you on the bench? Yeah, go on in, as you're Elton John. But, but I genuinely feel that that's not him trying to mingle and get involved. I think it's just as a fan. And, oh, absolutely. You know, if, if, he's, if he's owning this football club, why can't I sit on the bench and watch this? But mm. yeah, it doesn't, look, it doesn't look like or sound like he was getting involved other than just having the time of his life. Yeah. We need to try and get him on, Mark. That's what we need to do. We need to reach out to Elton's people. We need to try and get him. I did, I did ask Tom Tommy and Nigel, if they had contacts, and they they Everyone, both. If you're listening, just uh, get in touch, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, look, we are in touch because we're working with um, his team. We've done the murals, and we know he loved them, and he shared them on social. So it's something that we're we're working on, and I I do feel that we have a very strong t- chance because is Elton going to want to talk about what for football club and the street art murals of him and other legends around the club? I think yes. So. Let's see. Fingers crossed. Thank you very much for listening. There are some other episodes coming up, which hopefully you will enjoy as well. Look out for those. We'll be with you soon. Ta-da. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.